And now, the Awkward High Five Podcast presents RTG's Things I Hate. I'm RTG, and this is what I fucking hate. You want to know what I hate? Fake booking. You all know fake booking is portraying a life on social media that you wish for or just do not have. If you're posting shit every hour about how much your boyfriend loves you or how blessed your life is, then your BF is a cheating dirt merchant and your life is just dog shit. (laughs) And if you're on your grind and your workflow, then it's probably your first day at Walmart and you're a broke-ass bitch. If your life is fine and you're not getting the attention you crave so much, then you can always fake book that you're breaking down and this could be your last annoying post ever until those 10 friends tell you to keep your head up and push on. Then your life is complete. Fake pokers, you're who I fucking hate. That's me shooting bottle rockets. I'm like mesmerized by this song now. That part right there. Where? I think he's like strumming the bass or something. Like right there. It's like angelic. Well, he's just riding on one note. Right there. I love that. You think we would... Oh, yeah. You would think we would uh, get sick of this song after hearing it all this time, but nope. As a matter of fact, when we play this in the beginning, uh, it just makes me want to actually listen to the whole song. Like, it annoys me that the words are down. Welcome to the Awkward Hi-Fi Podcast. My name is Devin. And I'm Rich. And uh, here we are in the aftermath of the... Um, the unveiling. The unveiling of our, our psyches to the world that we... Uh, had. So, okay. If anybody didn't catch the last episode that we did, um, we did an episode where our friend Stephanie, who is a... How does she say what she is? She's a a forensics yeah. analyst, a prof- uh, something 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 forensic. Basically, it's it's just you know she evaluates people for a living and testifies in court and blah 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 and all that stuff. She gave us a test. We took the test. We were nervous about the test. She came in and she gave us the results of the test. And um, how'd you feel about that? I mean, at first it hit me pretty hard. Yeah, you know, it was like a punch to the bread basket. Did you go home and have a, uh, as F. Scott Fitzgerald would say, a dark night of the soul? No, I kind of I stopped thinking about it after you know ten minutes, like everything else. But <laughs> really, you didn't ruminate on it? No, I didn't. I, I thought I was going to, but I totally stopped thinking about that it. That was some serious shit, though. Like, that, it don't, was. You, don't you believe that that's shit that you should actually think about? Yeah, but it wasn't like surprise. It wasn't anything new. It wasn't surprising. Okay. It was just all of it, you know, in one, you know, bundle like that, you know, thrown at me was kind of yeah, you know. Well, because I ask because we um we we finished that we did the thing at the end where she said who was the craziest and unfortunately it was me mm-hmm. and then um and like then, I said and yes I know I'll give you that one take it out of the billion you owe me uh-huh. <laughs> and um uh. So yeah, so and then we kind of canceled. We ended the show, and then we really didn't get much time to talk after the show because we we had shit going on and and whatever. And I was trying to get it up and before we left, and and then you went home. But I noticed basically what happened during that show. You know, this is supposed to be a comedy show first and foremost. Well, it, you know, it's supposed to be a, an interesting show. I shouldn't say a comedy show, but it, it relies on comedy to be interesting first and foremost. So while you were getting your evaluation, I was trying to throw in jabs and punch it up and make it kind of funny and, mm-hmm. you know, and also be real or whatever. And then I was like, okay, here comes mine. Richie's going to hit me with some zingers. <laughs> and, and halfway through Ste- the, when Stephanie's telling me my, my diagnosis, I'm looking at you and you're staring at your shoes <laughs> like fucking like a tear dropping from your eye. I was pretty upset. It looked like somebody punched you in the face. I know. I was, uh, I was, you know, just going over life, I guess. Did it all come, like, crashing down at that moment? Because I haven't seen you, like, you literally were, like, I, you know, I thought that there was going to be some psychic fallout from that. I thought more on my side of things. <laughs> but the way that you took it, you know, and even when you left after, you, like, left sulking. I was like, oh, man, <laughs> I hope Richie's all right. I, I guess it comes from me just, like, letting things fall at the wayside and not thinking about it too much. And then with her being here... And that being the the focal point of what we were talking about, 
and made me think about it for more than a minute or two and then you know i actually put some deep thought into it <laughs> but okay so the fact that you thought that you thought about it for a minute or two and it really did disturb you don't you think that that's something that maybe you should put some mental time into like isn't that something that maybe you should like look into and try to and try to change or if there's stuff what i'm saying is there if there's stuff about you that you know bothers you uh-huh. wouldn't it be productive to, to to try to change that right but you know it's also productive to just let it fall by the wayside <laughs> <laughs> and just not think about it. Are you? But are you letting it fall by the wayside, or are you sucking it deep into the cavities of your body? No, I'm definitely not sucking it deep. No, because that's how the cancer starts. I, I know, but <laughs> shit. Yeah, no, I'm not sucking it deep. Yeah, yeah. No, it's you know, it's zipping by, it's zipping overhead. But you know, I just if it's presented to me, I'm gonna think about it. But then I'll just forget. Yeah, I well, I was I gotta I'd be honest, I was a little worried about you that night. Yeah, like, we went we went. Me and Stephanie you thought went, I was gonna tie up the noose. <laughs> yes, <laughs> me and Stephanie went out and met up with a couple friends or whatever, just like for a couple beers, and they were like, "How to go? How to go? How to go?" And we we're like, "Oh, went great." And uh, and and they're like, "Everyone's cool," and we're like, "Well, we don't know about Richie. Like, you <laughs> you you left like fucking like uh, Charlie Brown, kicking rocks, <laughs> yeah." So, and even tonight, you were like a, a half hour late, and there's no way to get in touch with you right now because like, and, and I was <laughs> you're worried. Was, yeah, it was. I was sitting there like, "Oh no, did we kill Richie from this fucking episode?" <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. Like I said, it was nothing surprising, but you know, just hearing it all at once was like, whoa. So okay, it's that's an interesting. But who was who's gonna get like a peaches and cream evaluation in this world? No, not know? at all. But but uh, that but that's an actual interesting disparity between me and you is that you took your your diagnosis, for lack of a better word, harder than I took mine. Which number one, I didn't think was gonna happen. But then number two, even though I was okay with mine because it was stuff that I already know and I'm already working on, I've been thinking about that nonstop since then. I, there, a day hasn't gone by that I haven't thought about it. I don't. I rarely listen to these episodes. Um, I really like in, unless like I'm editing them, and even then I'm, I kind of bounce through and stuff. Or if I'm chopping them up for the weekly uh, recaps, you know, I'm bouncing through. I'm not really listening. I listened to that episode like twice because I really wanted to hear the words and like mm-hmm. think about it and everything. And then I was positive about it, and then you're negative about it, and within ten minutes you're like, "Yeah, fuck it, who gives a shit." <laughs> Did you have to use it the source? Uh, no. I mean, uh, yeah, I guess there's something because I didn't know any of those words she was saying. Your <laughs> I was like, "Oh, it's definitely devs. It's all the big words." I might have used uh, context of a sentence once or twice in there, but I think I got it. I think I understood it. And she did good. number one again. I'd like to thank Stephanie for being here because she did an, an amazing job. She yeah. was really great, and. uh and um, it, it it definitely worked out the way I think we wanted it to work out. It was it was real. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was disturbing a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it really spoke to our personalities and in it. And again, I know that we said this um, w- last episode. If you go back and listen to it, we we say this in there, but it's it's amazing to me that a piece of paper with 175 questions on it, then put through a fucking computer could spit out literally who you are the, yeah. the psyche of who you are like how is that even possible yeah you know it, it took me 35 fucking years to, to, to figure <laughs> this shit out and this thing knew within seconds I know. you know every line she would say we'd be like <gasps> yeah it's exact it's exact yeah it was it was i'd say 99 percent. i think there was one thing in yours that i didn't agree with at least yeah, i had never seen something and mine was one, I don't think there was one thing that I didn't agree with. It was all not only was it all correct, it was like like sunk like just cut to the deep. You know, like it wasn't even like on the outs, the yeah, frills. It wasn't of fortune telly in any Yeah, way. right. It yeah. was it wasn't lightly touching on things. It was like hitting the nail on the fucking head on the nose, exactly what I am, what I'm dealing with, what I'm trying to change. It was it was pretty incredible. Yeah. And that's that's what shocked me. I almost expected it to be kinda like, you know, horoscopy mm-hmm. where all these things, you know, anyone can relate to right. what they're gonna say. You right. know, and maybe some of those things everyone can relate. But for me personally, I felt like, you know, it's pretty exact. Yeah. I think, you know, okay, so uh, I've already gotten a couple emails and stuff from people saying, where can I take this test? And and the thing is, is you can't. It's, it's, uh, 
it's it's legit a test that they give to criminals. Like you have to go shoot up a movie theater. Or <laughs> That's burn, what I was gonna say. Get nuts and kill somebody. Burn down that. a church or or whatever you or whatever you have to do or, or or these horrible crimes or whatever be be uh, court ordered to to a mental evaluation in order to get this this test. Like you know, we had to she had to pull some strings to actually make this happen. You know, and and. Uh, and but the thing is, the thing that's weird is that I feel like everybody, like this is a test that they should give people in college. Like people, everybody should know the results of this test. <laughs> yeah, but you think that would make everyone a little panicky? I don't believe so because, again, you, you, uh, you're, you're not working on yourself the way that I'm working on myself, right? So, like, I had the reaction of, okay, I know these things. I've identified them in myself. You you weren't, aren't doing that, but you still had that reaction of, oh, I, okay, deep down inside, I do know these things. Like, this is all true. And you might have had a negative reaction to it, but I don't say – I wouldn't say that it was an adverse reaction to it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're able to handle it. Right. And I think that's information that you need to know, you know, like uh, – that's true. It, but if someone's already content and happy with life, then I don't think anything about them having any type of problems would benefit them. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see that. Mm. You're right, right. There's no reason to, to bring somebody down. <laughs> yeah. With it. Yeah. Your life is great. Well, guess what? You're a manic depressive piece of shit. Well, but, <laughs> but, but, if, you, but if, you're, if you're inclined to have a positive way of thinking and, and, and nothing bothers you anyway, then maybe that wouldn't even bother you. Maybe it would just give you some pin, pinpoints to kind of work, you know. Or the, the thing that, that I think that it would have, if I didn't know these things already about myself that it told me, um, and believe me, the only reason I know these things about myself is because I've spent the last year really trying to identify it. I've done a lot of self-work and a lot of self-actualization. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, why can't I speak tonight? Um, you know what I'm trying to say. Actualization? No. Ac- <laughs> Actualization. Actualization. Holy shit. <laughs> that was like a fucking um, a flat iron building moment we just had. That. <laughs> it's not flat iron? Flatron. Flatron. Flatron building. Flat iron. Um, no, it is flat iron. It is? Yeah, but we were uh-huh. screaming Flatron like idiots. No, it's Flatron and we were screaming flat no. iron. <laughs> really? <laughs> right back in it. <laughs> That's what I thought. No, it's flat iron. Oh. Oh, believe me, I know because I got a fucking hundred things that are like flat iron idiots, flat iron. <laughs> uh, anyway, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So the only reason I know that about myself is because I've I've gone into the depths. I've had my own dark fucking year of the soul. And I've really like kind of looked back in my life and evaluated the things I've done and what I wanted to change and all that stuff. But if but if we if this happened a year or a year and a half ago or two years ago and Stephanie told me those things, there's probably a lot of those things she would have told me that I wouldn't have known. Really? And then, yeah. And then the, the benefit for me that I could see of that. And, and maybe you have to be at a certain point where you really do want to work on yourself, which I think comes with age. Yeah. You know, I don't know if 20 year old Devin would have, you know, even gave a shit. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But um, but I guess what I'm trying to say is that. Some of that information, had I had not already known it, I would have taken as as good information only if only the fact that I could identify things while they're happening. You know, so like so like now, like, you know, it's said in there that I that, you know, the whole kind of uh bipolar manic depressive like bipolar kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I know that about myself. Um, and I tend to fly off the handle sometimes pretty quickly. Uh, I, I mean, I did it last night. It, that's another weird thing is like you, sometimes you can't even control it. Like last, I had a really bad night last night and I freaked the fuck out. And the whole time I was freaking out, I was thinking about that episode and going, and in my mind, I was going, there you go, idiot. You're doing exactly what you know that you do, but I just couldn't stop it, you know? And I, and that's what they call, uh, I forget the actual term, but it's, but it's, if you can, if you can take a, a step back from yourself, and while you're doing something or thinking about something and identify the fact that you're that that's going on in your mind and it shouldn't be or something like that that's like a big step in, in self-help that that you know that I'm occurs sure, so yeah. yeah so i think that alone is is valuable you know like you might be able to take that that you know like i, I don't know what was what was the main thing that you heard on that 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 you would say was the most valuable source of information not to spend too much time on this, because uh, a valuable source of information. Yeah, right. Something that you could you'll you'll think back on and be like, oh, there I go. You know, like, yeah, um, that's me. I guess uh, she said something about, um, like, I don't, I don't care, like, what 
something like I don't care what people think about me or some, something weird like that that I was like, I don't think that's true, but I guess maybe it is. I don't know. Uh, oh, I think what she was saying, that's when she was saying, um, you haven't listened to the episode. Nah, right? Yeah, you have to go back and listen to it. I, I think what she was saying there was that you um, you tend to do what pleasures you. And if that if that means blowing off responsibility or maybe or maybe like inadvertently hurting somebody else, you don't really feel remorse from that because your pleasure and what you want to do is first and foremost. And any kind of fallout from that doesn't really matter to you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that's what she was saying. Yeah, that's a little crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I see that in you. <laughs> it's fucked up. I'm sorry. It's the way you are. <laughs> no, I don't like that. But what I'm saying is like it like now if you're if if something comes up and you're like. I don't know, like fighting with your girlfriend or like the histrionic thing. Like, you know, when, when you're like fucking being, which I would never want to take away from you because you're funny as fuck and hanging and partying with you is funny because you always are the center of attention at a party. But, you know, but if I come in on a unicycle juggling fire, be like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you're, and while you're juggling fire and shit, you're in your mind, you're like, here's old histrionic Richie doing his histrionic thing again. Take a log off the fire. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, I don't want to spend any more time on that, but mm. since we just we dispersed so quickly after the show, we all yeah. pretty much ran in our separate directions. I wanted to make sure that you were doing all right. I'm good. Okay. Imagine if we heard those results while we were tripping on acid. <laughs> 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 They'd be two nooses. Oh man, that would be. Uh, yes, that I don't know if I I, I probably would have gone into a horrible trip. <laughs> yeah. Like I would have sunk. Into a bad trip. Speaking of that, I fucking just read like literally before before you showed up here at the wonderful Awkward High Five Studios. I was reading an article that for the first time, this seems weird that it would be the first time ever in 2016, but whatever. For the first time ever, they're running experiments where they could actually monitor the brain activity of people on LSD. But they've never done that before. They've never done that before. So you're talking while someone's tripping, they look at like that screen that shows the brain and like the different colors. Yes, oh, and okay. they see what what lit up. Now, what? Okay, I have a couple comments on this, but let me ask you a question. Yeah, what do you think the results are? That you know, without the LSD, the picture is green, and with LSD, the picture is red. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, yeah. For, for there's warmer activity going on. Right. And and you're right. Basically, what it is is what is what everybody who's ever any experimented whatsoever with psychedelics knows is that your brain lights up like a fucking Christmas tree. Yeah. And you actually use more of your brain than a normal person would use. Yeah. Um. There's more. There's more synaptic activity. There's 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 more parts of your brain firing at at the same time. Um. And and I I don't I don't want to like quote from the serve from the the thing because I think it's still going on or whatever. But basically, the summation that I read was that they believe that the you know the psychedelic experience that you get from LSD or psilocybin or you know from mushrooms or something like that is actually a superior brain function mm -hmm. so therefore like the visuals that you see and and all that stuff it like everything's brighter and the trails and everything that's actually your brain functioning at a higher level makes sense than than what we believed when we were kids is that is that your brain swells in your head and, and, and it starts bleeding yeah. or whatever and, and you know and it's all poison right um so i mean wh where whatever the results may be and i think i think the reason that they're they've uh, got the okay to finally do this was because they're trying to test, they're trying to find um, solutions to depression and anxiety, and they believe that hallucinogens, psychedelics at low level, low level doses, might actually be a viable treatment. Really, for depression and anxiety. That's pretty crazy. Now, here's my thing: they uh, they used volunteers that that went into this this you know research area which i'm sure was a hospital like situation yeah and then fucking and <laughs> no then thanks. let them put those fucking sensors on their head probably laid in a hospital bed with these sensors on their head or whatever and then dropped fucking ass how could you just lay in a bed and trip i would die or you know i don't know for sure maybe they're doing the old walking around in a room thing but i think that only exists in movies i don't think there's like, like pacing in a circle in a or, room you know how you know how, <laughs> in in, you know how in movies there's always like doctors uh, evaluating somebody and it's like a two-way mirror and then it's oh, like yeah, a little girl in a bedroom like they recreate her bedroom <laughs> yeah. and she's playing with fucking blocks mm -hmm. and shit let's see what happens when we take away the puppy 
<laughs> yeah, right, exactly. So maybe that, you know, they, they recreated like a campfire and just had a bunch of people tripping. With that would have been awesome. I would have definitely uh, volunteered for that shit. But imagine being, and you know, and you've done a lot of acid. I've done a lot of acid in my life, whether we're proud of it or not. Could you imagine being in like a sterile hospital situation with fluorescent lighting and no and, and everybody's in like fucking you know the the, the hospital gowns yeah. and like the shit over their face and a like a bunch of non-tripping doctors <laughs> yeah and they're looking at you with clipboards and fucking and like <laughs> and like evaluating you while you have these sensors on your head while Fuck you're fucking that. tripping out it's like a twilight zone that i i don't understand how that could even like i i feel you know and again i'm nowhere near a fucking doctor or a scientist or anything so this is all just my stupid fucking the only experience i have is dropping way too much acid when i was a teenager but um i would feel that that the the environment that they're testing in could like create a false positive or or something like that because you're not you know like maybe parts of the brain are firing that that shouldn't be firing that wouldn't be firing if you were just in the woods with your friends or at a rock concert or in your room listening to fucking nine inch nails or something you know i mean like i I don't know but uh you know i actually heard something interesting about mushrooms um I'm sure it's a theory. I don't know what kind of proof there is. It was just Joe Rogan and his scientific stuff, you know, blabbing. Yeah. But he said something about he what he believes. I guess it's part of the Scientology. I don't know if it's his own personal thing or if it's the whole Scientology belief. I don't think Joe Rogan's but not a Scientologist. He's not? I thought he was. Oh, I, I, as far as I know, he's not, but I, um, I don't know that for sure. Well, he was saying that or <laughs> he believes that um, what helped us graduate from being cavemen was mushrooms and... We were like stuck in this caveman thought, really, you know, real simple, you know, doing what cavemen do. And then through mushrooms, our brain like advanced, you know, how everyone has the theories. Oh, aliens came down and taught monkeys or whatever. Right. They're, Nobody has that theory, by the way. They're, they're, <laughs> I seen it on TV. <laughs> oh, yeah. Probably on fucking History Channel. Yeah, that, that whacked Channel. out guy that's like aliens, baby. That's fucking fake. It <laughs> is. But, um, wait, you don't watch that show and think that that's real, do you? I don't think it's real. I just think it's p- people believe that. <laughs> okay. Like, that dude really believes in that shit. Okay. You know what's funny about those shows? Like, whoever, whoever they believe in, they always, like, dress like them. Like, some dude, like, was, like, teaching about Nostradamus and, like, has a long beard and one of those hats. Like, they always try and be the fucking person. Right. You know, it's so fucking Reincarnate. weird. Like, yeah, like, all psychologists have beards to look like Sigmund Freud. Like, why they want to be the main fucking dude? Freud, you're right. Freud heads all do that. They all, you know, they all end up looking exactly the same. Yeah. And it's uh, it's weird. It's like when, you, when you're a teenager and you idolize, like, a rock star and then you start dressing like they do. That's what it is. Yes, yeah, like, yeah. psychoanalysts do that. And this dude, like, wanted to be, like, Leonardo da Vinci and had a long beard and a robe <laughs> and shit. Like, dude, it is not 1498. It was crazy. So anyway, but yeah, um, you know, the uh, what helped us evolve from the caveman, you know, status was mushrooms. And that helped us our brains advance and start thinking more and innovatively, I guess. I, I mean, there, there is no doubt in my mind that that doing um, a, a hallucinogen, whether it's uh, get mushrooms or LSD or I guess mescaline, but whatever, any any of those. Uh, is an experience that does open up your mind. I mean, that's a cliche thing, like open up your mind, man, yeah. your third eye, bro, like that shit. But it's it's real. It's you know, um, I consider the two things in my life that I've done that uh, that that I've changed that changed me. The, the two experiences that I've had in my life that I was different after it was over with was doing acid. And jumping out of a plane. Those are the two things that that I was a different person. Very similar. Yeah, I was a different. <laughs> I was a different person. You know, pre trip and after trip, I was a different person. Pre jump and after jump, and and uh, and and both were because there's extreme experiences, but they do cause you to think a different way. Yeah. You know, and then the further you go down the rabbit hole with the with the hallucinogens, depending on your personality. You know, you get a few a few trips into it, and you really you really start doing some serious fucking thinking. Like I understand why some some of the music that that you know, like the Beatles wrote and shit like that on acid, and uh, and some of you know, and, and a lot of 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 old psychologists and stuff like that who experimented with it and came up with theories and and all those things. Like it does put you on a different plane. Um, but then there is also the the aspect of you know. Y- 
you could do like there's definitely been points in when we were we were stupid kids and we were just doing it to get fucked up that i would drop acid and just like lay in a field for three hours and not think about anything Mm -hmm. you know because you know so there's i guess there's different lengths of it but yeah like sometimes i would feel like i would have uh like clearer thoughts and i would think more uh just from smoking pot yeah that happens to me sometimes you know the weird i would love i would fucking love nothing more in this world to be one of those dudes who smokes weed and gets ultra creative you know you know how some dudes are like that like some dudes like smoke weed and then all of a sudden they're writing or they're painting or they're or they're playing songs and shit like that i'm it's like fucking a 50 50 chance with me so it's either sometimes I'll smoke weed and I'll be like, all right, this is I got this song in my head. I'm fucking doing it. And I'll sit there and I'll and I'll write a song or I'll work on comedy or I'll do whatever it is that I do. And, and it's great. Or the other 50 percent of the time I smoke the weed and immediately I'm just like, I'm going to put on a fucking movie and just lay here. And and, and I don't have control over it either way. Uh-huh. It just like hits me a different way. And I in and, and some and some people say like, oh, you know, with the fucking uh what are the two different types of weed? Fucking uh, sativa, yeah, and indi- indica, indica. Yeah, yeah, like indicas. So you want sativa? That'll make you creative. And indica, and and I've tried it both, and it just right. doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it depends on like your attitude at the moment. Yeah, right. The mood you're in. Yeah, shit right. Like that. Exactly. Yeah, totally. So yeah, I, I would say it's the same with me too. Sometimes you know I'll smoke and I'll get down to it, or sometimes I'll just want to just fucking eat mad milk and cookies. Yeah, right, and just watch fucking. Aquatine hunger force yeah, or something, yeah, right, stupid. and just fucking bug out. I know, um, but yeah, I don't know. The whole acid thing is interesting. I also think that it's interesting that this is the first time that they're ever doing these experiments. Yeah, that sounds a little. Weird I don't think me. they had. I don't think they had clearance to do it until really? now. Yeah, because yeah. wouldn't they always do LSD tests like in the sixties? Well, and in people the, would jump out of windows and shit. In the sixties, they were doing the. Go- I know the government was testing LSD, LSD as a weapon. All right. So they were actually they were actually taking volunteers from our military, giving them LSD, and then and then monitoring their behavior to see if it would be a viable weapon in order to go over and give all the fucking the Viet Cong fucking or whatever (laughs) you know acid and have them bug out and then shoot them all you know which is ridiculous. But I don't think anybody's ever actual actually monitored the brain activity that goes on during it is is what the deal is. So I don't know. Pretty cool. I guess we'll get some results from that. But what what kind of all right? What kind of crazy world would it be in twenty years from now if weed is legal everywhere, which it will be, um, and then people are taking fucking mushrooms and LSD to help to help their anxiety? (laughs) Yeah, right. Like your fucking grandma's like, I got a little panic attack. (laughs) Incense, peppermint, and I seen this thing where this guy takes like little small doses of mushrooms for his migraines, and mm-hmm. and he would just, he, you know, he tell his family he's like, well, I'm going to take those mushrooms, so you won't see me for a little while. And like, oh, dad's going to take those mushrooms, and he would just go into his bedroom, you know, take a, you know, a little pill of like chopped up mushrooms, whatever, and just lay in bed and trip for a while just to make his headaches go away. See, I don't know if I'd be able to do that. I know I because, can't just lay in a bed and fucking. But also, if I had a headache. Like, uh, like if I have a headache and I smoke weed, the headache doesn't go away. It makes me think about the headache. Yeah. More. Well, I guess whatever this guy, he had some serious migraine. Yeah. Like, yeah. I no. don't know. Who knows what right. that is, you know? But yeah, I know what you mean. Like, what I, you know, I would get like a cut on my hand while I was tripping and it would look like fucking like I have like a, a gushing wound <laughs> where I got shot and it's yeah. like a little scrape. I'm like blood everywhere. And it's like a little drop, you know, it's weird. It might've been different when I was a stupid kid. I don't really remember, but at this point in time in my life, uh, besides alcohol, because alcohol is just a numbing agent to everything. Yeah. But, um, but like if I even like, I don't do any other drugs, uh, besides smoking weed every once in a while, but even weed, like, uh, it like, I have to be in the right mindset to, to get high. Like mm-hmm. if, if I have a headache or I've had an anxious day or I, maybe I had a panic attack or maybe I've just been feeling weird, like, you know, like whatever, I, you know, just whatever it may be. Yeah. Like smoking weed that night, there's a good chance that that's going to set me off into into a bad place. You know, like I have to be in a good place. Yeah, of course. You know, that kind of thing. So I don't I don't know if that, I, that's almost every drug. You know, if you're going to like fuck with your mind and, you know chain like you go from one mind state to another while you're somewhere i think it always has to be a good atmosphere or else it's just gonna ruin it no i know but I, but i'm saying like i guess what i'm saying about the acid thing is that 
I, I would feel like maybe acid or mushrooms would probably make my anxiety worse. Yes. You know, course. that's how I feel, too. I feel like I didn't have anxiety until I took acid. <laughs> <laughs> like, that introduced me to anxiety. Yeah. And that's another thing that they said, and not to spend too much time on this either, but that's another thing that I found interesting was that they uh, there's been a lot of scientists. I keep using scientist as the term. I'm sure there's a more specific type that's of scientist. Right. We'll call them scientists. You know what I mean? The fucking yeah. white coats. Yeah. Uh, that that have believed for a very long time that uh, LSD and psilocybin is an anxiety and panic reducer, but not just uh, when you do it, after the aura of afterwards. That makes sense. Does it, though? Yeah, because uh, if I was coming down from a trip, that's when I felt the best. Really? Yeah, I felt like I, I you know, can pretty much do anything. Not, not like superpowers, but, you know, I felt real comfortable in whatever I did once the trip was over. Right. You know, so maybe, especially mushrooms. So maybe what it is is, and I don't know, I'd have to do more research, but maybe what it is is such low levels of this that maybe it only produces that result. True. So, like, so, so, you know, when you're coming down off of a trip, anybody who's ever done it is familiar with the feeling like uh it it, it kind of goes a little quickly to a point where you're kind of you feel like you're sober because the intensity of the of the the visuals and, and whatever you may be thinking is gone but um so you feel like you're sober but you're not really sober like everything's yeah. a little kind of still sticking with you mm-hmm. and and i agree with you it's it, you do kind of feel there is kind of a euphoric thing that happens after yeah. that. So maybe it's just triggering like you, it to like that level. It's like you conquered something. Like yeah, right. You, beat the you made it over the hill. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. still alive. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But, you know, I also remember, you know, taking a, a tons of acid and, and having a crazy night. And then and then if I was able to go to sleep or or even if I was up for like 18 hours or whatever, like the next day having like a pounding headache and feeling like shit and being Ugh. greasy and everything. Greasy shit. But yeah. we but we abused it. Yeah. You know, like I'm sure, you know, obviously this is a clinical setting. They're not they're not, you know, here, right. man, take four tabs. Show yeah, me what's up. Yeah. That kind of thing. Ugh. So I don't know. Anyway, you brought that up. That's pretty interesting. So I guess we'll see. Yeah. It's a brave new world, my friend. Yeah, apparently. And I'm not ready for it. <laughs> I, I, but I like the fact that, you know, now uh, these people are willing to ans- ask and, and try to answer these questions where before it was just like, nope, you know, that's a that's yeah. a section one substance or whatever. It's a phase one substance and there, we can't do anything with it. It's bad for you. It hurts your brain cell. You know, now at least w- maybe this will come back and everybody be like, oh, no, we're wrong. Yeah. Nobody should drop acid ever. But at least we're doing the research now and right. figuring it the fuck well, out. All the people who are becoming scientists now are pretty much our generation and the generation above us are like the scientists. Yeah, so, right. You know, I guess it's a more open-minded generation. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah. And that's how shit gets done is people like, you know, not being like, is God going to, to smite me for doing this? Right. Is saying like, I, this is in the name of science. Let's this This is a fucking substance that millions of people take in the United States on a daily basis, let's figure out what the fuck it's doing to us, yeah. you know? And if we can use it for good, let's use it for good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, call me crazy, but I'm all for that kind <laughs> of shit. Uh, so progressive. I know. It's, you know, uh, you know what's killing me, man? I, and I'm just going to say this. We don't even have to talk about it. But the fact that the South is repealing these fucking these fucking uh, LGBT fucking laws is in driving me insane. I don't know what's going on. I haven't watched the news in forever. <laughs> are you just total blackout? Yeah, I'm off the grid right now. You are fucking really off the grid. Yeah. Um. So yeah, what's happening is uh, um, Georgia, North Carolina, um, which my brother actually is packing up and leaving. I think tonight or tomorrow. From thank God because before they tar and feather his ass. Fuck that place. <laughs> um, and then I think that they just came out. There was another one. Are are, are they're, they're they're making these laws that are kind of repealing the whole the all the progress that we just made with all with all the gays and transsexuals and lesbians in the past five years. They're like sneakily trying to pull back. You know, it's just it's just the South being the fucking South. Yeah. You know, and it's like, but the problem is. Is that I know that most people out there that live in those places aren't like that. You can't just say the South, but it's the fucking lawmakers and everybody that's still sitting there in the fucking Bible belt thumping the fucking Bible and shit. Yeah. You know, they're, it's like they were just like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, cool. Yeah, we want gay people to get married. Like, we're all for that. And then in secret rooms, they're like, okay, just give it a year and then we're going to pass this thing and then we'll be able to pass this <laughs> thing. And we're gonna, that's literally what well, it is. They're just totally against progress. They'll they'll gladly live in the 1700s. Sure, of course. Yeah. I mean, anyone who believes that the world is six thousand years old, fucking, <laughs> it's got 
problems. But but uh, the uh, the thing. So the, I don't know it for sure. Um, but from what I understand, I believe it's both the law in Georgia and North Carolina that they just passed is that store owners, business owners, are allowed to discriminate against people due to their sexual preference. So therefore, if you own a pizza place and uh, and a guy comes in and he's like, oh, what's up, honey? Let me get a slice of pizza or whatever. You could be like, no, you're gay. Get out of my pizza place. Yeah. Which, okay. It's totally wrong, but that goes along with the whole, you know, they reserve the right to not serve people they don't want to, whether it's a gay person or whether it's, you know, somebody fucking that's wearing a hat. You okay. know what I mean? It could be whatever. I get it. Um, I don't agree with it. I get it. But here's my point. I'm not even going to take it from a, a civil rights point of view. I'm going to take it from a business point of view. Yeah. If you own a fucking pizza place in Charlotte, North Carolina, or Raleigh, North Carolina, wouldn't you want to serve anybody that comes into that place with fucking money? That's the whole point of business right. is you have a product. You want to sell as much of that product as possible. Who gives a fuck if the person fucking goes and sucks a dick right after they eat your pizza? Right. Who gives a shit? That has nothing to do with you. The guy just bought your fucking pizza. Yeah. Well, so, that, you know, people that ignorant, they revolve around spite work. Right. That's right. like how they live. That's what bothers me. Yeah. It has nothing to do. It's a, number one. It's a horrible business plan. Um, so, so straight off the bat, you're a bad fucking business owner and a bad, you know, uh, no, you can't have a slice and I'm digging your grave in the work shed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, but then secondly, it, it, it's, it does nothing. Yeah. It's just pushing your own agenda. It's your own ego agenda. It just bothers the shit out For of For no me. reason. For like, no fucking like reason. Anyone's gonna like give a shit, you know? Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, uh, like I don't know, maybe you get kicked out of fucking church because you served that guy gay pizza or something like that. <laughs> gay pizza. <laughs> I'm going to go to North Carolina. Well, actually, I'm not because I would never, I don't want to step forward. What's a topping on a gay pizza? <laughs> Is this an actual joke? <laughs> I just made it up. <laughs> what, Richard? Hey. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. I know, but you can put a on a pizza. Yeah, but the joke is, what is a gay horse? Say? I know, but I just want to switch it up. Um, what's the topping on a gay pizza? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to say... Uh-oh, what? <laughs> I don't really have any answer. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say something uh, fucking... Sardines. <laughs> That's good, right? Yeah, it's good. That's good. Better put it in than, the books. Better than hey. Well, because sardines actually come on pizza, whereas hay is not consumable unless you're a horse. Anyway, <laughs> that, that's what I just, I just wanted to say that. I just thought about it. That's yeah, fucking true. it. Do you want to uh, you want to discuss something else that's going to make you infuriated? Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, I probably hate it already. Hate, hate, hate. Just like uh, <laughs> those fake bookers. Yeah, they are. They're everywhere. Those motherfucking fake bookers. There's one. There's one girl on fucking Facebook. Big that, fake booker. Holy shit! It, not only is she the biggest face fake booker of all time, she's a, just the glaring. Like I would love for Stephanie to give this bitch a fucking test because this shit would. She would hit one fifteen on narcissism. It would go through the fucking roof. It would just be, you know, it. it this girl is such a self absorbed narcissist, and she <laughs> tries to play it off. Like she's like she's trying to do better for people, but it's really just me, me, me. I me. normally don't post things like this. Oh, that's exactly but, what it is. Uh, yeah, me, 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 me. Or or my or my favorite thing that that she does, and and a lot of people do on Facebook is when they woot, woot. when they when they no, when they want to uh, when they want to say something about themselves, but they don't want it. They don't want to come out forthright and just say it. So they make it seem like people have requested this information. Yes, yes. So they're like they're like so many people have been asking me about my wedding photos. <laughs> so I wasn't going to put them up, but here they are. And it's like no motherfucker, nobody, nobody. asked you about those wedding photos. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, this girl is a uh, she's she's I she's such stage a, one Barry Horowitz. She's <laughs> such a mess that she's a gem. I and I you know and I and I love fucking and. Uh, I don't know why I just stopped at it. Fucking, I, lo <laughs> I love. Fucking. I love fucking a uh, blanket while I watch it. No, I fucking. I, <laughs> I love watching her Facebook activity, and uh, and me and a few of my friends always text back, and it's back and forth, and it's just insane. Like, I wonder if there's people out there that do that with me, 
on Facebook. You know, what do you mean? I feel like I'm pretty. I'm pretty at like I just try to put stupid jokes on Facebook, and then I try to push this podcast on Facebook. But I wonder if there's some group of friends out there that fucking are texting each other screenshots of my Facebook posts, <laughs> like this fucking asshole's at it again. <laughs> That's fake booking again. Can you believe Dev? <laughs> he fucking really wants civil rights in America. He really wants the political process to be. Yeah, uh, but it's mostly the people that just air out their private shit. Because no one's requesting your private information. Right. Especially your Facebook friends, because half of them don't, haven't seen you in 10 years, you know? Rich, don't bust on the private information. That's what this whole podcast is about. <laughs> oh, yeah. If people don't want to hear private information, then they're going to shut this shit off. So. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what I mean. Uh, track five will not be chainsaw juggling. <laughs> um, yeah, right. Exactly. Or, or, well, you know, I have, like, there's somebody I saw today that wrote uh, on Facebook, wrote, um, uh, I to everybody on here or something like that. I just want to let you know that I tried and I love you all. It was like basically That's like a fucking I mean. suicide thing, you know. Yeah. And you're just like, and you're my first reaction. I want to be sensitive to everybody's needs, and I'm sure the person is actually going through something. But the fact that they put that on Facebook, my first reaction is, come on, dick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, seriously, you need this attention, you know? know? But then if the person was actually going to actually ended up killing themselves, I might feel a little badly, like, yeah, oh, you know. But but you know, you're just you're 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 conditioned to think right away that the people are just being fake, right? Because, like you said, it's fake book. Yeah, totally. Anyway, mm. so le- two episodes ago, we uh, we came across a list from the uh, Rolling Stone publication about the top. I don't know. Somehow they figured out there was three hundred and seventy-five thousand Nirvana songs, and they ranked them mm-hmm. all. Whatever it may be, every cover they ever did as children. Every play they did in elementary school. Right. Fucking every fucking Kurt Cobain took a recording of him fucking free fall farting on the toilet. <laughs> yeah. and they fucking put that up there. So as Nirvana fans and music fans, we were offended by that and we kind of tore into it or whatever. Um, so right after that, like legitimately right after that, the day after that podcast, I was I was flipping through things on the Internet and I came across another list by Rolling Stone. Now, I'm not going to give this one as much time and credit as we gave the Nirvana one, uh-huh. because it's a subject that Rolling Stone should never even talk about. They have nothing to do with it. And they probably and I don't I'm not trying to judge all their fucking writers or anything, but just leave it the fuck alone. But out of my curiosity and my love for this subject, I had to flip through it. Yeah, you got to check it out. And that was I'm the, a little curious myself. That was the top 40 punk rock albums of all time. Is it, was that the number 40? 40. Okay, at least they kept it at 40 and didn't try to go 100 or something. Right, right. And then the beginning of it is this whole is this whole thing where they even they even explain that yes, yeah, some of these things on here might not actually be considered like punk rock, but they were the beginning of punk rock and blah blah blah, you know, like in order and look, I understand. I I consider Velvet Underground the beginning of punk rock. They're not technically. I get that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. But um, here's what bothered me. And I know you don't agree with this, and that's okay. Um, but I looked at number 40, and number 40 on this list was not only what I would consider one of the top three punk rock albums of all time, I would also consider one of the top three greatest albums of all time, period. Really? And it was number 40 on their fucking list. Okay, now I gotta know. Uh, give me a little hint and see if I can guess it. I'll give you a hint. It's a, it's a, it's a punk rock band that I love and adore more than anything. They're one of my favorite bands. You do not share the same sentiment. Sediment. Sentiment. That's, sediment. That's not a great clue. Why? How many of those bands do we have? We usually we usually have the same thing. This is one band that we've always been divided on. The lead singer of this band, his first name is a sugary treat that you might have after dinner. Dead Kennedys. The number 40 album was Fresh Fruit for Rotting Vegetables <laughs> by the Dead Kennedys. One of the greatest albums ever fucking written by men on earth. See, I was thinking the whole top 10 of the of the list was going to be full of Dead Kennedys and Bad Brains and uh, Minor Threats. and Minor Threat made it? Deserved. Black Flag. Band in DC made it? Deserved. Black Flag made it? I forget exactly which one they did it. Sure, all those belong on there. For sure. Love all those bands. They all belong on there. But to put Dead Kennedys at the very bottom of the fucking list. And they didn't represent anywhere else on the list. No, that was it. They only used one album per band. So, you know, like, so that they wouldn't double it up or whatever. Holy shit. And and look, I like, I think, and and I'll even give it this. If you're going to make a list of the greatest albums of all time, the infinity amount of albums it made, 
fresh fruit for rotting vegetables should be number 40 on that list. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and that's just below all the fucking Beatles and, and all that shit and all the old jazz shit and all those fucking great wow, things. Wow, I wonder what bands are above that album. Well, okay. So, um... I gotta hear this thing. Oh, man, I didn't want to go through the list, but I guess I can look it up. Yeah, I can look it up. Listen, we gotta check it but out. But I know the top I know the top three. I'm super curious. We there There's some on here that fucking, um... We could skip over some ones that they just threw in there because they probably don't know enough, you know? Uh, hang on for a second. Yeah, because so many different people have so many different ideas of punk rock. It's so hard to, you know, for a major publication to say, here it is. You know, they don't fucking know. Well, okay, so here's the thing. that Another thing on this that kind of bothered me is... Uh, Oh, man, I, I just Googled it, and everything is just all people saying, Rolling Stone got punk rock wrong again. Yeah, um, <laughs> of course. Uh, the, here's the thing that bothered me, and, and some people may disagree with this. They didn't include any of the second wave punk rock bands. Now, really? look. Now, look. I figured they wouldn't. Yeah, think. right. Look, I get it. The 70s was an important time for punk rock. That is the true music. Everything came from that. But you cannot deny some of the bands that came out in the 90s that 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 should be this should be on there oh well i believe there's one and i'm sure you could guess which one that is but none of the socal bands there's no no effects there's no uh propaganda wow. there's no you know lag wagon bands like that which i believe should be on here in 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 you know place of some of the of course uh, even the souls should be on there right bouncing souls yeah uh okay do you want to just blow through it here we go yeah, are no, you ready yeah number 40 dead kennedy's fresh fruit for rotting vegetables Already, I want to burn the Rolling Stones headquarters <laughs> down to the fucking ground. Um, 39. This is where they take some liberty, but I get it. Devo, Are We Not Men, We Are Devo, 1978. 38. Tell me if you've ever heard of this one. White Lung, Deep Fantasy. Nope. Came out in 2014. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, they're probably plugging some friends band or some shit. Right. Um, this one really fucking hurts. And and uh, the fact that they would ever put this above a dead Kennedy's in any way is fucking insulting to everybody. I see it from here. And that's fucking Blink-182, wow. Enema of the State. Oh, shit. Holy shit, are you kidding me? <laughs> that shouldn't even be on the list of punk rock albums. That shouldn't be on the list of bands. Right. Okay, 36. Crass, Penis Envy. Understand. Got it. Used to listen to it when I was a kid. Like it. 35. Fugazi, 13 songs. Got it. 34. Another kind of stretch, but I but I get where they're coming from. Great album, unbelievable album, Joy Division, Unknown Pleasures. Okay. Thirty-three, the slits. Okay. Not a great band, not a great album, but they they whip their tits out and their punk rock chicks get it. Mm-hmm. Number thirty-two, the misfits, walk among us. Way too fucking low on the list. Yeah. Should be in the top five. Okay. Thirty-one. Love this album. Love this album. Has nothing to do with punk rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fever to tell. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Is oh, really? Tell. Oh, come on. Great fucking album. Yeah. Unbelievable. Definitely album. not punk rock. Not punk rock. No. Uh, number thirty. This is also taking a little bit of liberty, but I kind of get it. Sonic Youth. Evil. Love the album. Don't know if I consider Sonic Youth punk rock, but okay. Twenty nine. This is probably right where it should be. The replacement. Sorry, Ma. Forgot to take out the trash. Replacements are one of the bands that that helped invent punk rock. I get it. Twenty eight, The Germs. Okay. GI. Uh, Twenty seven, Minor Threat. Okay. Mm-hmm. Twenty six. This doesn't make any sense, and the only reason this is on the on the list is because Kurt Cobain wrote their name and marker on one of his shirts once. Flipper. Generic album. What? I, I never even heard of them. Flippers. They're just. They were just a. Uh, I mean, they're an okay band, but and uh, whatever. But the reason that they're popular is you don't remember. What, I remember his shirt. Yeah, right. That's the only thing right, I know. Exactly. Yeah. Twenty five. Mission to Burma. I get it. They're a little bit more prog rock than punk. I think, but that's okay. Twenty four. The Jam. Love the Jam. I'll give it to him. Twenty three. Pere Ubu. Never even heard of it. It might be great, but I don't know. I think they're from London. Twenty two. Bikini Kill. Also an amazing fucking um a band. Um, you know, started the Riot Girl thing. I don't know. I yeah. love. I mean, Kathleen Hanna. I fucking love her. But, uh, but there could be other. Here's bands. the thing. Here's what we're talking about. Here, there's only forty slots, and you yeah. put Bikini Kill in that. I know. You know, uh, twenty one. Richard Hell and the Voidoids. Of course, Blank Generation probably might be the punk theme song of all time. I get it. Uh, number twenty. X Ray Specs. Germ Free Adolescence. Okay. Nineteen. This should be a lot higher. Bad Brains, Bad Brains. Um, that's a pretty seminal punk album, I, I believe. Here's the other one that I knew that they came from the uh, from the night. Now, here's my thing. 
I love this album, but I don't know if it should be any higher on this list. Ah, the Dookie. A favorite of yours and mine. Yeah. Green Day Dookie. Comes what in at number eight, 18. 18. I guess yeah. they I guess they 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 can get top 20. Yeah. Because in a way they were them and they their, brought it back. Them and Nirvana were responsible for the resurgence yeah. in the 90s, I would say so. Uh number 17, Television Marky Moon. Love that album. That belongs that uh should be there. They were totally a punk band. Number 16, Descendants Milo Goes to College. Also deserves to be there. 15. Uh, the New York Dolls self-titled 1973 deserves to be there, right? Mm-hmm. Here's one that I do not get at all. Number 14, Slater Kinney, Dig Me Out from 1997. I don't know what that is. Uh, you know Slater, Carrie Brownstein from Portlandia's band. They're they're like a, an alt an alt fucking band in the 90s that everybody liked. Three chicks, they're good. They're I great. I don't remember. Don't consider it punk rock. Nah. 13, Husker Du Zen Arcade. Husker Du. <laughs> 12, Patti Smith, Horses. Now here's the thing. Fucking love Patti Smith, CBGB's, Max's Kansas City. She was there in the 70s. Everything was great. I don't know. That's what they're doing. They're just throwing, like, figures in the mix. Right. Uh, feel free to jump in. I'm just burning through these because nah, we don't nah, even think we're going to do this yeah, list. Let, let's burn. Let's burn. 11, The Buzzcocks. Singles going steady. Mm. Okay. Like you're saying, like, I get it. You know what I mean? I get why it's there, but you're missing so much good shit by putting them there. Right, just, exactly. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Number ten, Nirvana. Never mind. Never, m- of course. Yeah. Of right. Course. See, that, this, that just tells the tale. This is where fucking uh, Rolling Stone just. It, it, that's the, the thing that bothers me about it is just that they can't get past the what's their best selling album mm-hmm. and look actually look at fucking music. All right, right, moving forward. Number nine, X Los Angeles, great album. Came out the year I was born. We were born. Uh, eight, Black Flag, damaged. Mm good album i don't know if that's the best black flag album number seven Minuteman, double nickels on the dime double album uh it's a cool album never heard Minuteman. yeah you know mike watt the bass player mike watt's band you mm-hmm. know you would know this one i don't get at all as a matter of fact i'm gonna go ahead and admit and i consider myself kind of a punk rock connoisseur that i never even heard of this fucking band and when i listened what well, looked looked at this list i went and listened to this album and i didn't get it at all but that's wire pink flag some band from england that everyone says it was an influence on them, whatever. No clue. See, this is where they're trying to go out of their way. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is, you know? Here's another one. Name, Gang of Four. Entertainment. Like, I get it, but come on. Like, yeah. you're saying the number five punk rock album of all time is Gang of Four? <laughs> number four. Now, and now, look, here's the thing. I'm going to now agree with the, with the last four of these. However, okay. this is what I wanted to talk about. Even to- their placement? No, this is what I wanted to talk to you about yeah. in the placement. You know what? I'm not even going to say four. I'll give you four. The Stooges Funhouse. Iggy Pop's got to sure, be there. Sure, sure. Okay. Now, here's our three. I think you could guess the three now. You could at least guess the bands of the three. All right. Um, I agree with these being in the top three okay. of all time. Uh, number three, Never Mind the Bullocks. Yeah. Here's the Sex I was Pistols. I going to say that, yeah. Number two, The Clash. The Ooh. Clash. Number one, Ramones. Uh-huh. Ramones. Okay. Yeah. Now, look. I 100% agree that the Ramones need to be the number one band on there. However, Ramones over Rocket to Russia? Here's the thing. I know I know that the Ramones, I know that Ramones is the first album and everybody fucking loves it, but Rocket to Russia was their fucking album. Like, that's the best album, in my opinion. But I made. think they're more going with the album that did it than what was actually their best sounding album, but more of the album that, like... Did, m- they, they blasted them through? Yeah, or, like, that made its mark, you okay. know? Because I was going to say... That's why they're choosing Nevermind. I was going to say the same thing about The Clash. You know, like, I love The Clash, but London Calling is their fucking album. Oh, that's not the album they used? No. And then, of course, The Sex Pistols only made Nevermind Bullock, so that's fine. But, okay, would you change that at all? Would you move... Uh, do you agree with 321, or would you switch the, any of those around? Um, In your heart of hearts, Richard. I know you're not a Ramones fan. Yeah, I'm not a Ramones fan, but... I. I gotta go by. Don't I have to go by the masses here? I I can't just use my own personal. No, opinion. use your own personal opinion. Oh shit! If I use my own personal opinion, that whole list is gonna change. Okay, I'm throwing in Millen Colin. I'm throwing <laughs> in Good Riddance. <laughs> I'm throwing in the Souls, baby. Okay, so let me the casualties. The casualties for the punks. Punk rock love. <laughs> that spiky hair everywhere. We don't get. <laughs> <laughs> that uh no the casualties were not a good band although i love them i know uh okay so let me ask you this um what do you richard mm-hmm. rtg 
if you were to make your own, if you owned a big corporate magazine media outlet and you were to make your own list of the 40 greatest punk albums of all time, Mm -hmm. what would number one on that list be? Number one. On RTG's list of 40, the 40 best punk albums of all time, the number one. Best punk album of all time? Damn, that's a hard question. Um, Fuck, that's really hard. I know, I know it's putting you on the spot, that's why. Yeah, that is so hard. Um, Gotta come up with an answer. And then you're gonna be held to it for the rest of your life and you can Mm. never change it. (laughs) The number one best punk rock album. Fuck, dude. I can't. The greatest punk rock album of all time. I can't even answer this question. I can't. Um, There's not something that pops in your head at at the first fucking... No, uh, no, there isn't. But I'm just going to have to say... um, Come on. Everyone's waiting with bated breath. I know. The people that haven't shut this off already because they don't give a fuck about punk music (laughs) or Rolling Stones. Oh fuck, man! This is not easy at all. Like so many like bands are just like sh- roll a dexing through my mind. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking know. I don't know. Oh come on, just I, say I, a fucking I, album. Uh, just say an album. Saying the first album that comes to your head. I didn't know this was going to be so hard and and uh, and threatening for you it's not threatening it's just you know it's it who how can you say that it's the greatest punk rock album of all time because the way that the, the way that rolling stone fucking just says it right out there. but they're basing it on popularity and history and things they've done you know what i mean i'm thinking my what i'm thinking of what's like my favorite cd to listen to you yeah that's what, what i'm asking you it's rtg's personal list oh okay uh number one punk rock album of all time for me would have to be um, <laughs> we just wasted five minutes on this. I'm gonna have to go back and cut this out. All right, let's go with uh, fuck. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I quit. Oh come I, on, you were I'm never. Fucking... I'm never listening to punk rock again. Oh man. All right. I, I don't. I don't have one. I do not have one. I cannot even say that there's one. I can't. Really? You couldn't come up with the top. See, I I get this from our friends a lot. People like they're always like, "You love ranking shit," but I do. I like I like knowing what people's like top fucking three of whatever are. I just don't have a yeah? top anything. Really? Yeah. What do I? I don't have a you know my I don't even have a favorite. You know, food, you know? I'll, yeah. I'll eat everything. My See, mine, I, I will always have a top something, but then it'll fluctuate. You know, like, if you were to ask me that question. Why, do you have a favorite punk rock band of all time? Do I have a favorite punk rock? Okay, that's a good question. Fuck the album. Do you have a favorite punk rock band of all time? No, I don't. That's really? Like, that's why I'm asking you, like, what, do you have one? Oh, yeah, certainly. You do. I have a favorite band of all time. Yes. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You, you, every in a, once in a lifetime, you you uh, you associate with. I believe that there's a band. Sometimes there's more, and I I do have more than one. But if I if I really had to boil it down, there's a band that you connect to so tightly that their music like speaks to you to, so much. You believe in everything that they fucking say. They're fucking an, you know an amazing band. You just pretty much worship the altar that they play from, and that happens normally at an at an earlier age. But uh, sometimes those bands continue to uh, to put out really good music and never fall off the cliff and get better and better and better. Huh. And you actually grow with those bands. And I certainly have a band that did that. Wow. Yeah. What is it? Propagandy. Oh, uh, okay. So, I mean, the, 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 Propagandy, just, just to end, we're coming to the end of this episode anyway. But, you know, they, back when we were 13 years old, they put out uh, How to Clean Everything, mm-hmm. which, if you listen to How to Clean Everything, is a total skate punk, pop punk, SoCal fucking record, right? Uh-huh. I love that album so much. Then they came out with Let's Talk More Rock, which was like a little bit edgier. Yeah. And I was a little bit older. Then they came out with Today's Empires, which was like getting into a little bit more like hardcore really? kind of that stuff. Really? That was their third record? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And then if you look at everything that they've done after that, it's almost like as I grow and progress, that band has grown and progressed. Yeah. And every single one of their albums has gotten better and better <laughs> and better. Their albums better. fit your age. Yeah. But their yeah. albums, uh, they, they get, it's the only band that I think I even know of that the albums just get better and better and better and better. And now I'm sitting here at 36 years old waiting for their next album to fucking come out. I go, I'll go out of my way to go see them play. I go to different states to see them play. If they play, 
last time they played in New York, I saw all three shows or whatever it may be. And I'm just like a little fucking, I hate to use this word right now, but I'm going to use it, fanboy of this fucking band. And and so it, would I love to say that Dead Kennedys are my favorite punk rock band of all time? Sure, because I love them too. But if I'm going to look at my allegiance it's by far propaganda. That's cool. I have like 17 propaganda shirts. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know why, but I'm obsessed with this fucking band. That's cool. That's cool that you have one like that. You don't have one favorite punk rock band. Nah, you're going to have to answer this question. You're, gonna, you're not really? getting Yes. I have a favorite rapper. O- okay. How could you have a favorite rapper and not a favorite punk band? Because it, I can narrow rap down like that. Okay. You know? Oh, that reminds me. I got an idea for a bit on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what is it? <laughs> uh, no, I'm not answering that. I'm just kidding. Uh, okay, we're coming to the end. I'm going to hit the song. All right, hit the song. No. I'm done. Say what your favorite punk rock band is. No, I'm going to sleep. Say what your favorite <laughs> punk rock band is of all time. Don't leave them hanging, Richard. Um, we won't hold it to you. You could change it next time. All right. I'm really curious. My favorite punk rock band of all time is... Brian Kirk and the Jerks. <laughs> you could catch at DJ's this Friday night. They'll be playing Lit, uh, The Cars in the Front Yard, and American Girl, and Tom Petty American Girls, and The White Stripes, Seven Army Nation, or whatever the fuck that song is. And um, Ponce de Leon, My Sex is on Fire. And Three Doors Down, Superman. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. And Stained, I'm feeling those lighters. <laughs> and Disturbed, one of the ones where he goes, wah! <laughs> All right, thank you for listening to Algorithm Wi-Fi Podcast. Go on iTunes and leave a review. It's going to help us out. If you listen to this, go leave a written review. Whatever you want to say on there, it doesn't matter. Um, once we have 100 of those, we're going to throw a big party and everyone's going to be invited. So help your friends out. Help yourself out. Help your social life out. All together. Um, Creed, uh, higher. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I don't even know if cover bands are, are, are sad enough to play that fucking song, though. <laughs> I know. Um, we're on Twitter also, AwkwardHI5. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Follow us on there, and we'll see you in future days. Thanks for listening to the Awkward High Five podcast. For more episodes, visit awkwardhighfive.com.